Good morning uh, again. My name's Sean. If I don't know you, I'm the lead pastor teaching pastor here for Redemption Peoria. Uh, if you are new, uh, I'd like to, to, get, to meet, uh, get to meet you at least between the services, uh, if nothing else, uh, for just a moment. Um, I'll be out uh, in the lobby area. There's a connect desk off to the right. And I'll be to the right of that Connect desk uh, by the vending machine there. So come up and say hi. Um, I do want to let you know that Redemption Church is one church, 10 different congregations. Each congregation is elder-led and lead pastor-led. And if you have questions, you can ask me about that uh, out in the lobby. And I'll be able to help you kind of uh, figure out and, and uh, discern why we do the, the, the way that we do things. And so um, I, we got a lot to cover. So I want to just go over very quickly, if you are new to recognize something, um, the best way to get connected at Redemption Peoria is going to be through communities. I know that there's some new people here. Um, and so just know that uh, communities are going to be the best way to do that. But we don't want to just throw you in a community. Uh, there's a lot of cultural things that uh, Redemption Church has uh, that we feel like is really valuable to the way that we operate and who we are. And so because of that, we have a Start Here class that the first three weeks of every month that we offer, uh, John Demeter is one who runs that whole deal. And so um, there's that. There's also, if you've been coming for a while, there's going to be classes and more classes continue to be offered. Right now we're in the middle of a marriage class. We're going to be doing a singles class, a class on uh, how to watch uh, a film, uh, Doctrines of Grace class, all that stuff. So here's what I would say. You could text the word JOIN to 623-850-4690. On there um, is the ability to uh, get connected to the classes that we're offering currently. Uh, and that'll kind of be able to navigate uh, that, that whole deal. So Here's what I want to say before we get started. It's obviously a little bit different. Um, we're only doing, like we said last week, we're only doing baptisms. We moved everyone to second service. So I know that's uh, difficult for you guys because probably a lot of you guys are going to just head out. But if you are going to be in the area and you want to come back, uh, we're going to do what we do in first service, just a truncated version of that, and then be doing uh, baptisms, take the last 15, 20 minutes of our service to do baptisms. So we're excited for that. Um, if you are new, just know that normally our bread and butter is to go through books in the Bible. Occasionally we stop and we take some time to do something unique we feel like is uh, specifically identified going on culturally or whatever it is. But once a year, we take a time to recognize um, people's gifts within our body in the, the areas of art. And so uh, this Sunday is, is different because we're going to be showing some paintings. We're doing baptism second service. But I also know today's a family Sunday. So um, here's what I want to say. If you are uh, 11 years old, let's say 10 years old. If you're 10 years old or younger, can you raise your hand real quick? Raise your hand. Okay. Now keep your hand up. Now I see your hand real quick. I see it. Now I want you to stand up real quick. If you're 10 years old or younger, stand up. I already saw your hand. You can't put it down now. You can't put it down now. I already saw your hand. Okay. Now, now check this out. Here's what's going to happen. For the next 40 minutes, your mommy and daddy are going to tell you to be quiet. And I'll explain that in a second. But what they don't know is in other parts of their Bible, which apparently they don't read, uh, in, in Psalm 98.4, it says, shout unto the Lord with a jubilant sound, this, this joyous sound. So here's what I want you to do, okay? And parents, if you feel so inclined to follow the Bible, you can join in, okay? Um, I want, uh, I'm going to shout as loud as I can, okay? As loud as I possibly can. And I got a microphone and I'm... That's bad. <laughs> Hilarious, guys. Real funny. You grow up out here talking to people. Okay. Uh, you know what? I'll go without the mic. That's fine. Okay. I'll go as loud as I can, and then I want to see if you can be louder than I am, okay? And then I'm going to explain what we do after that, okay? Let me go first. <laughs> Pretty loud. I didn't have the mic on that one, okay? On three, as loud as you possibly can yell, shout. The Bible tells you to do this in the house of God. We're in a school, which is close, okay? Here we go. One, two, three. 
take a seat. That's good. You think I won, but good job. Good job. That was good. Okay. So here's what's awesome about that. The Bible talks about there's moments that we're supposed to get up and dance. There's moments that we're supposed to get up and shout. There's moments that we're supposed to sing. There's moments that we're supposed to talk with one another. And then there are moments, the Bible tells us, where we need to listen. Then there are moments where we have to go, okay, God, I'm singing to you, and and now I want to hear from you. Right? In the same way that you talk to your friends at school, there's moments where we, we talk, 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 we talk. But then eventually we want to hear them talk, hopefully, if, you, you, if your parents are raising you right. Um, right? Uh, but, 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 but then your, your, your friend begins to talk and you, you listen, right? And so now, even though we, we sang and now we shouted as loud as we could, which I proved was louder than what we shouted, now we're going to move into a time of listening. And what's great about today with you being in here is now we're also going to get to see, because today... We're going to tell you the story of God. We're going to go through the entire Bible. And um, if you are um, an adult or a kid, you can uh, know that we've done this for, for three years in a row. This is our third year in a row. And the paintings that we've done previously are out there currently. You'll see one by an artist named Emery, who lives in Tennessee now. Another one uh, named by, uh, by the name of Ren Martin. Uh, hers are out there as well. Phenomenal paintings. And today we're going to hear from Alethea Birch. So if I can have Alethea come up here real quick. Um, and as Alethea comes up, um, uh, here's what I want you to know, okay? We're going to go through the entire story of God because we feel like and we believe to know our story, to know what we believe is really important because if we know where we're coming from and how we operate, um, that helps us navigate what we're supposed to do. So let me get you a mic, Alethea, right here. Um, so here's what I want you to know. There are four paintings, um, and these four paintings, I know that they're going to be difficult for all of you guys to see. So we have some high-resolution pictures that we're going to put up on the screen as well, so you don't have to worry about navigating that. We'll put the lights up, and Alethea will kind of explain everything she needs to explain for each painting. But we feel like the best way to understand the story is in four different acts, okay? Imagine four parts to a story, right? You wake up, you go to school, then you're at school, then you come home, do homework, eat a snack, and then you get ready for bed. There's your day. It's broken up into four parts. Well, the Bible is broken up into four parts. There's this first part that is creation, that God creates all things. He makes anything that could be made to make anything else. And then from there, the world breaks apart. God's good creation breaks. And when it breaks, uh, we need a solution. And, and we find a big part of our Bible, there being this period of God's people trying to find solutions, trying to follow God in that way, but they can't until eventually Jesus comes. And that's the next part. That's the third part, which is redemption. Jesus fixes what is broken. And then one day, even though we're between that third part and that fourth part, one day he's going to make all things new. And Alethea um, has painted four pictures for us to understand those four paintings. Don't be shy, Alethea. So we're going to move back and forth. You can come up here. Alethea said, she's like, I'm a talker. She she said she was super excited to do this whole deal. Check, check, check. There you go. Thank you. Um, Do you want to try screaming? See who's louder? You or me? No. No. Okay. That's it. So first of all, Alethea, why don't you tell us who you are, where are you from, um, what your home life was like, just a little bit, so we kind of get a background of, of all that stuff. Well, that's easy. Um, well, my name is Alethea. I'm born and raised in Phoenix. I grew up in a Christian home with loving parents, um, and I've always been like a super weird kid. Yeah. Um, I'm you were so, homeschooled, right? Uh, yeah, I super yep, homeschooled. Sense. Yeah. <laughs> like homeschooled to the extreme homeschooled, like socks yeah. and sandals, denim dress. Like yeah, that. love yeah. it. Her Round folks are here glasses. today. Get Hi. it? I appreciate that, having kids myself. That's good. <laughs> um, and I think I've just like, I don't know, always just seen the world in a different way. Like everyone, people will look at something and then I'll come up with something totally different and they're like, what the heck? Yeah. So I think art was like a really easy like way for me 
to be able to kind of express that like weird side. So I've always liked art. I've always done drawings. And then um, I think it's three years ago now, um, I met this lady who taught herself how to paint. And I was like, well, if she can do it, then I can do it. So I, I like, bothered her for like three months. I sent her like 17 messages on Facebook. I was like, please teach me, please teach me. And she like never even read them. And then one day she was like, okay, fine. Like I'll teach you. So I got a lesson from her and I was like, whoa, I think I can paint. Like I'm, I'm pretty good. And I've I, I don't know, I've just always done that since then, but I definitely see it as, like, a gift from God, because I'm, not that I'm, like, great, like, the other girls are definitely, like, much better than me, they went to school, I just sort of, like, I, like, tripped on this, um, but I, I really hope that, um, it can be some sort of blessing to other people, uh, most of my paintings are literally in a storage unit right now, uh, so showing it in front of people and, like, I don't know, talking about them is definitely different than what I normally do. Yeah, it's good. So we, uh, our family ended up having dinner with your guys' family. That's where we first saw yeah. a bunch of your paintings. You paint people. I mean, people seems to be a big... You I know, love that, people. You love yeah. painting people, so that you, usually seems to be your deal. And mm-hmm. you some ways worked out of your normal with, with some of these well, paintings yeah. yourself. So yeah. Yeah. really excited about it. So here's, uh, here's where we'll start before I have you uh, explain this first uh, painting. Let, let's start with first creation, right? So um, I want to share a, a Bible verse with you so that we can kind of walk through it. So let me take you to Revelation. The book of Revelation, if you're not familiar, is the end of our story. But here's what's amazing about the end of our story. There's this scene at the end of time where there's these elders, there's these creatures. It's crazy, right? In, in Revelation 4, and they start to sing to God. They're, they're praising God. They, the 24 elders bow down. They begin to sing. And this is what they say. So listen to what they say. He says, Worthy are you, O Lord, our God, to receive glory and honor and power, okay? So they're shouting, there's this doxology, this this glory sent towards God's way. Worthy are you, O Lord, our God, to receive glory and honor and power. So this is shouting towards them. Now look at that first word there, for, right? So worthy are you, and then there's this word for. So because you created all things, and because of your will, they existed and were created. So at the very end of time, what we find is these elders and these creatures are singing to God, praising God because of what he did at the beginning of the story. That's amazing, right? So not just what he did within redemption, but he created, look at that. He created all things because your will, they existed and were created. There there was nothing within existence and he made all things exist, which um, within creation and the way that we operate, there's a guy named uh, uh, Abraham Kuyper who does it bad talks about this this topic better than anyone else let me share this quote with you uh from him because i think he uh, says it really well and this gets into our paintings as a good segue it says creation was fashioned by god fashioned with life that surges and scintillates in its bosom this is he's old school fashioned with the powers that lie dormant in its womb okay so he's saying here is creation it's fashioned by god fashioned with life that surges there's something within creation but listen to what he says yet Lying there, it displayed but half its beauty. So God makes all things, days one, two, three, four, five. He makes antelope, and he makes trees, and he makes uh, 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 the dirt, and he, he, he creates the stars, and he does all these things. And before day six, what we find is it's beautiful, but Abraham Kuyper says, no, 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 that's only half of the beauty. In that moment, the first five days is only, you look at the mountains, and you look at the, the sky, and you go, that's beautiful. Kuyper says that that's only half of the beauty. It's lying Uh, a a dormant there. He says, now, however, God crowns it with humanity who awakens its life, arouses its powers, and with human hands brings to light the glory that once lay locked in its depths, but had not yet shown on its countenance. So his his, his point is saying this, Kuiper's going, hey, at the end of the day, creation is, is beautiful, 
but it's your job to unlock its true beauty. It's our job, the, the way maybe you build houses, right? Maybe you like to paint. Maybe you feel like I'm not artistic at all, but I, I love doing this in my job. I love creating systems. I'm process-oriented. God made all those things, and you as a human being are meant to take what God made and display its whole beauty, which is a great, great responsibility to subdue the earth the way that he's called us to. And so that's a good way for us to, to get into creation. So Alethi, why don't you show us um, the, the way that you would understand creation uh, and, and the way that you went about it. So this is a, her, her first painting. Zach, you got that? There you go. Um, I know that a lot of you guys to the left can't see it, and I don't know if we have somebody who could turn on the lights for the paintings, but if not, here it is. Oh, there you go. So this is the painting itself, Alethi. I'll come yeah. over here. And I know a lot of you guys can't see it over there, but you can also look on the thing. Um, maybe for the sake of whatever, you can put those lights down again. And then Lathia, why don't you come forward and explain this first painting to us? Yeah. Um, yeah, go ahead. It's all you. Um, well, uh, this, I think, is a little bit different than uh, some like other creation paintings that a lot of people do. It's always like very bright, and there's a lot of animals around, and um, like Adam and Eve have like strategic leaves over them. <laughs> uh, but I didn't why? Like, why? Why is that? Uh, oh, I don't know. Okay, children. That's, that's good. <laughs> um, but I didn't really want to do that because... I think I just wanted to show another side of, of the beauty of creation, um, which is night. I absolutely love the nighttime. I love planets. And I went a little crazy. I know there's way too many planets. Like, it doesn't work that way. But I was like, planet, planet, planet. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and um, I don't know. I, I think it, it just sort of, like, struck me even just recently that... Um, God's, like, creating this world, like, for us. Like, we don't really have, like, an idea of, like, that time, like, time existed before time, whatever. But, like, he created this this world, this universe, and all these planets, and he made it for us to, like, enjoy. Like, God doesn't make a tiny little waterfall and is like, ooh, I'm going to have so much fun playing in this waterfall. Like, he made it for us um, to enjoy, and I think he made, like, curiosity for us to figure stuff out, to understand how he created science. Um... And with the people um, that I create, that I made, um, I made them very like small and almost like childlike to show like how innocent they were and the way that they're interacting with each other is just so like in awe of the beauty that they're witnessing um, and knowing that it's for them and they get to uh, they get to have peace and they get to have just like stillness and comfort and knowing that this whole world is God like made it for them. He gave it to them. Like, he created a world, and he's like, here, I'm going to give it to humans, mm. which is crazy. That's good. Um, yeah. I think that's all no, that I have to say That's good. That's good. So, looking at this, um, here's, like, this beautiful display, right? So, remember, you're 10 and under. Let me, let me talk to you again real quick. Um, maybe you have a different picture of what it looks like. For, yeah. for Alethea, this is, I think, the beauty. She goes, she was saying before service, like, I really like nighttime, right? She's a child yeah. of the night. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, I, I really like nighttime. Um, but, but so she's displaying it like this. And I think yeah. there's something that um, is important that when we think about creation, when you read Genesis 1 and you read Genesis 2, it's not just kind of scientifically meant to be understood, but there's something more to that to, yeah. to make your heart yearn, right? You make, make your heart go, oh, this is the way that it was. And it was beautiful, right? Now, um, with that, as you see this painting, um, as we said, it doesn't stay like this, right? So here's, here's how the story goes, right? So God's making all these things. And one of the animals that he made is the serpent, whether symbolic or not, the devil enter, enters in, right? If you, if you think of uh, uh, someone who's trying to usurp or, or, or remove God's beauty in all of this, here's this serpent. 
And the serpent enters in, and as he enters in, he's trying to displace and ruin the beauty that Aletheia is trying to paint. He's trying to displace all that. So what we find is the fall. So let me share a verse with you in the fall that I think is, is worth noting here. Uh, Romans 5.12, which is a, a pretty well-known verse, says this, Therefore, just as sin came into the world through one man, and death through sin, and so death spread to all men because all sin. Now this is really, really important if you can pay attention to this, because it says just as sin came into the world through one man. What happened was, if you're not familiar with this story, is remember, everything's beautiful. And Adam and Eve, who God takes, and there are those little silhouettes sitting on the rock there, he takes them, he puts them in creation. Well, they choose, and they look at all the beauty, and they go, well, I think there's something more. They choose not God. And when they do that, there's something within them that gets broken. And, and, and when they break, when, when that, that, that thing breaks within them, everything is off, right? Because whose job was it to take care of creation? It was their job. And so now creation's broken. Their relationship with creation, their relationship with each other, their relationship with themselves, and their relationship with the Lord is all broken. And and because of that, it it all stems from this one word. And this is important for us to understand our story. Sin. It's not education. It's not diplomacy. It's not politics that's going to solve this issue. The issue is sin. In the Christian worldview, that word is huge. So sin came into the world through one man. As Adam chose not God, sin entered into the world. But check this out. Because of sin, death entered in. So so death is almost a byproduct of sin. Hurt is a byproduct of sin. The reason that you struggle with relationships is a byproduct of sin. The reason you get mad at your parents or the reason you don't like cleaning your room is a byproduct of sin. These are all sinful things. And death enters in and death spreads to all men. So death is now like this virus that goes. And so, so check this out. If there's no sin, we don't die. It's, it's because of sin. So we need a solution for that. And this is why Christians believe that ultimately we live forever. But we'll get to that in a second. So Aletheia, you, you, before you get to your painting, let me share a quote from uh, Al Walters um, in his book, Creation or Gain, which I've quoted many times. This is what he says. We see that the fall, that the breaking of Aletheia's painting, the fall affects the whole range of earthly creation. That sin is a parasite on, not a part of creation. And that to the degree that it affects the whole creation, sin profanes all things, making them worldly, secular, earthly. Consequently, every area of the created world cries out for redemption and the coming of the kingdom of God. So, so check it out. This, this is what I want you to see. Can you put up the first painting again, Murrah? Uh, uh, creation painting? Okay, this is what that guy, Al Walters, is saying. This is important. When Adam and Eve sinned, it didn't just affect them, but the planets, the stars, the trees, the waterfalls, the water, the grass, everything is affected. Al Walters' point is, is to say that everything, is sin entered in, death enters everything it's it's tentacles go and it claws and it grabs and it breaks and it shatters every pixel of this painting and it goes about trying to destroy all of this creation and so Alethea um your best attempt is to display fall but but here's what I want to say as we show this one because I've seen this one um this is a graphic one and it's meant to be graphic because when sin breaks it's not um it's not pretty it's not easy it's actually really really ugly and, and hard to look at and so Alethea, why don't you walk us through? We could turn on the lights to see the painting originally, and then we'll uh, put it just on the screen. This is your depiction of the fall. Yeah. Um, so this, uh, I, I hope it's pretty obvious, it's uh, Cain killing Abel. Um, one, of the, one of the first 
obviously like byproducts of sin is death and not just like death but like murder the fact that someone like another human who is one of the only people in this giant world would get so angry and so just like filled with rage and jealousy that they could kill somebody else and then just going from this like peaceful still moment um to like murdering your brother um and uh, I did a couple things, like, a little bit symbolically to, like, I think just show more than more than just, like, Cain killing Abel because it was bigger than that. So um, I have the weapon that he's killing um, Abel with is, like, an apple, um, which I know it wasn't an actual apple that um, even Adam took a, took a bite out of, but just the, the origins of, of that one decision just spreading and wreaking havoc. Um, and then... There's thorns growing all around them, which was um, one of like part of the curse. Is that creation isn't just perfect and made for us, and it's not welcoming. It's almost like fighting against us, um, and it's not just humans that were affected by sin. It's like the ground and the air and plants were also affected um, by it. Um, and then you, you can't really see it in the picture of it, but um, around. Um, Cain is uh, the serpent, um, which is like the depiction of Satan, um, just kind of looking over the whole thing, um, very proud of it. He's very proud of himself, and he's not looking at Cain and Abel because he doesn't really care. Um, he's looking at you um, in this painting, and he's looking out, um, kind of just like always hungry for more, always wanting to destroy more, and it it can't be satisfied. Like there's not, he's not done when somebody kills somebody else like he wants to see what else he can do um it's good i don't really know if there's anything no it's good so let me ask you this like as we're looking at this there's two other sets of paintings out there and this is by far the most brutal one that we've seen why do you choose to go so gory um i think i wanted it to be i i wanted it to be shocking not as like like got him but just like to show like the gravity of what actually happened i think it's so easy to just like stop even noticing sin like not that you don't notice it but just forgetting like what it can do and even to yourself like i've had moments where i've been like scared of myself just like things that i've thought and things that i've wanted and like where did that even like come from and it's it's terrifying like knowing that like humans have more power to destroy than we think we do and we kind of like it yeah that's Um, good and I, I wanted to, like, show that. And I wanted to show, like, how much it was, like, how much it hurt. Like, look at Abel. Like, he's he's dying. Um, yeah, he's not getting up from that one. No. <laughs> no, I mean, he doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I, I think I, want, I, I wanted it to be, I wanted it to be graphic. Yeah. Because yeah, I, I think it underplays it if you try to just be like, and then, oops, and like, oh, that's, it's, good. that's not how it yeah. happened. And, and a part of me thought, like, man, we're going to have the kids in here. I know. We? I thought but, about that, too, but actually. That's, that's okay, because I think there's something to be said within this uh, text here. Uh, God warns Cain that sin is crouching at his door and desires to overtake him. I think yeah. there's something to see in the brutalness and the ugliness of sin, to know that sin desires to do this very thing within all of us. Um, so here, here's how the story goes from here. After Cain kills Abel, it doesn't get much better from, from that point. What, what we find is 
Um, God eventually having to use a man named Noah to flood the earth. Now, if this is one picture of one man being killed, imagine the wickedness that's all over the earth. And God says, listen, this isn't okay. And so he floods the earth. And, and, and I, I think and all of us know this story. God, God uses a boat, this ark, to save this small group of people. Um, and now here's what happens with those, those eight people that are saved. From there, God starts a new people, okay? But they, they can't get it right. And God starts a new people through a guy named Abraham. And this is where this story begins to get really crazy because God looks at this and as God looks at this and says, it's going to continue to be like that. We've got to fix this. I, I have a plan to do something about it. And as he does this, not in a reactive, uh, reactive way, but in his sovereign will, in his plan, what he does is he creates this people, these people, Israel. And here's what you find from this moment, from Genesis, uh, this is four, even going through 11, through uh, the Tower of Babel, Noah, all these bad things. In Genesis uh, uh, 11 and 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, we're introduced to this guy named Abraham. And here's what happens. This people try to fix this. They try. They, they try to follow God's law. They try to do the right things, but they cannot get it right. So this is what's important for you for to hear. Hear this. Um, maybe this is really graphic, but... But if we could display the, the direction your sin is taking you, it would be far worse. And you trying to, to, to fix that direction on your own is not possible. Hear me, hear me. From Genesis 12 all the way through the rest of the Old Testament, that's what people tried to do. And not in an arrogant way. I think they're trying to follow God's law at times, but they could not do it. They needed someone to save them. And over and over and over, God promises, I'll fix it. I'll fix it. If if you are um, a parent in here with your kids in here, I would really challenge you. I think there's a great book, especially if, if your kids are, are, are little, called the Jesus Storybook Bible. And in this Bible, it's just this, these stories, but it reminds us of where Jesus is in each of these narratives, right? So here's what we have. The th- things are broken. Sin is everywhere. Uh, the first story that we get is a brother killing his brother. Things need to be fixed. And so eventually God decides to fix them as we open our book of Matthew. God decides to, to, to set certain things in motion. And so we get the story of redemption. Let me share a verse with you uh, in, in redemption from Ephesians 1, 7 through 10. In him, this is this man, Jesus. In Jesus, we have redemption through his blood. The forgiveness of our trespasses according to the riches of his grace, which he lavished upon us in all wisdom and insight, making known to us the mystery of his will. Let's stop there real quick. If you grew up in church, you know the first part of that verse. If you grew up in church, you know that you've been redeemed through his blood. Your sins, your trespasses have been forgiven. You understand, maybe if you grew up in church long enough, that the Old Testament way to forgive sins and the fact that Jesus did it the way that he did forgives those sins. But maybe, just maybe what, what you've missed and why we continue to say all of life is all for Jesus is because at the end of the day, there's this plan that God did, uh, came to, uh, uh, to the earth to do something, not just to save your soul, but listen to this. Uh, which he lavished upon us in all wisdom and insight, making known to us the mystery of his will according to his purpose, which he set forth in Christ. Hear this, here's his plan. As a plan for the fullness of time to unite, ready? You ready for this? All things. He, he wanted to unite all things. So that first painting, remember, everything's broken. The planets, the trees, the water, the people, they're all broken. And Jesus came not just to save those little silhouettes, he came to unite all things. Like, check this out. Your living room. The, the way you parent. If you play sports. 
everything that you could do, all things, unite all things in him, things in heaven and on the, and things on earth. God united all things. His plan was to fix everything. And check this out. Um, we sing this every Christmas, and I think we miss it because it's always a, 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 a verse that's taken out. So in the song, Joy to the World, um, by Isaac Watts, you can put that up real quick. There's this, uh, so if you have joy to the world, blah, 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 okay. Um, yeah, blah, 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 something about that. Um, so this is what it says. No more let sin and sorrow grow, nor thorns infest the ground. He comes to make his blessings flow. You ready for this? Far as the curse is found, far as the curse is found, far as, far as the curse is found. Now, I need you to hear what Isaac Watts is trying to get at there. Jesus did not just come as a baby in a manger to save your soul. As far as sin went, that horizon, as far as it went to affect all things, that's as far as the blood of Jesus went and more. He fixed everything as far as the curse is found. And so we have redemption. We have, a, we have the image of Jesus Christ doing more than just saving our souls. And so this is uh, Aletheia's um, uh, attempt to depict that. So we can, can turn I on the actually, lights and Aletheia. I'm so sorry. Can I actually say one more thing about yeah, this? Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. It's okay. Um, so, say some more about this one? Yeah. Okay, do uh, it. I'm sorry. So God like, creates this perfect world and he gives it to us. And then <laughs> we let his enemy in and we let him take control. Like, can you imagine like building a house for someone and making it like you customize it for that person and then they let your enemy into the house that you gave them and destroy everything that you did and they keep choosing him and you keep like saying like i love you like come back to me come back come back to me like my way is better than this guy who's like murdering you and you're just letting him and they keep choosing him and keep choosing the enemy and god still like loves them which is crazy because i do not understand why god just didn't squish adam and eve like i don't understand at all why he didn't just like restart um but like i and there's like stories in the old testament of um like the story of like a husband and wife and the wife keeps cheating on the husband and he keeps going back to her and he keeps going back to her and he keeps going back to her and we were talking about this in a community one time and we were saying like it almost like seems like kind of pathetic um, like if you were, if you were talking to one of your friends <laughs> and he kept going back to this girl and kept going back to her and kept going back to her, you'd be like, what are you doing? Like move on, like get over it. It's not worth it. But right. God, for some reason, loves us enough where it is worth it for him to come down and change it himself because we cannot do it. And yeah. Okay. Let's see it. So this is redemption. Um, I had lots of like other ideas um, that I wanted to do, and I just kept coming back to like Jesus on the cross. Like everything, like came to that—the fact that He would die, um, a painful, shameful, humiliating um, death where nobody—and I don't—people didn't realize what was happening at the time. Like. I don't think anybody even understood, like, his disciples were, like, scared, and they ran away, and they didn't even, like, even though he had told them what was happening over and over again, like, nobody understood, and he did it anyways, and he didn't even necessarily, like, he was not, like, excited to do it, like, this was something that was going to hurt, um, and something that I wanted to talk about, but I didn't know how to paint, um, was when God turns his face away from Jesus, like, the hand that 
holds everything together, the hand that holds the atoms together, is suddenly like turned away from a human, which had to have been so much more painful than any sort of like flogging or whipping or shame. Um, and he took it because we were the ones who deserved that. Um, and in this moment, and then and then the resurrection, like between God and humans, it can now be as close to pos- as possible on the sinful earth back to the way that it was before, like with the relationship, and which is the part about, uh, this is the veil being torn. Um, so in the Old Testament, like one priest could go in the Holy of Holies once a year um, and do a sacrifice, and he had to, like, I don't know what all the rituals that went into that, but um, there was just so much, like, awe that surrounded this of coming into the presence of God that we don't really, like, understand because of what Jesus did. Like, we can just come to him and ask him for help on a test, or um, I asked him to, like, help me speak in front of a bunch of people, and the fact that I can just do that almost, like, callously because of this moment. Like, now we are able to have a relationship with God again because God came down and did everything that we could not do. Yeah. So Jesus on the cross is such um, such a norm. We see it all the time. What were you thinking specifically, and almost like oh, yeah. to not be cliched, but Jesus yeah. on the cross? I know that yeah, sounds crazy. No, but I was kind of like, like well, is this cliche? But I... I don't think it's cliche. (laughs) Jesus on the cross isn't cliche. You're right. Yeah, Yeah. I think like you just like, especially like growing up in the church and being like told all the time, like you just kind of like get used to it. Yeah. Like God (laughs) made a world, we messed it up, and He decides to come back and fix it. It's good. Um, So I don't. I think it's cliche because we know it, but it's not. Yeah, yeah. You don't have to explain Jesus on the cross. You're good. Okay, so um, from this moment, then here's, here's uh, what's really important. If these four paintings, if uh, you have creation, which is Genesis 1 through 3, or 1 and 2, and then uh, Genesis 3, and you can even argue that that falls all the way through 11, in this big gap right here is the story of Israel. It's your Old Testament. Well, we get to Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John right here, and then, and then right here is where like all the rest of the epistles are except the all the rest of your Bible except the book of Revelation, right? This is the time period that we're in right now. And this is really important because as we get to the last painting, there's something to to um to change the way that you think about this. Okay? So so if you're younger, I want you to hear me. Listen. Um I want you to think of your favorite thing to do. So I love building. I love building stuff. Matter of fact, um if I had it my way, and I share I've shared this with your your parents before I would build tree houses. I would, I would own a forest and I would just build a whole tribe of tree houses and we would just all live in them together. Now I would have to build them and maybe some people can help if they want, but, but, but I love building. I love taking something to design and just building. So here's what, what I want you to know about that. Okay. Um, the things that you love doing, maybe you like playing sports or maybe you like building or maybe you like drawing or maybe those things don't go away. As a matter of fact, um, heaven isn't just a place where you just sing all, all, all the time. Um, when you die, this is theologically some heady stuff here. When you die, you'll immediately be with the Lord, and you're going to be in heaven with the Lord. But that's only part of the story. That's a small part of the story. You don't stay there forever. The Bible actually talks about 
the new earth, the fact that Jesus, when he died on the cross, fixed all things, and one day will make them all new, like renew everything that's broken. And he's going to do this in such a way that the things that you love doing right now, you'll realize you only like them because they were a reflection of the way that God made you for all eternity, meaning you only like them and they're only this good. One day you're going to get to experience them this much. You'll get to see them fully. You'll get to see them really, really big. Uh, for our leadership development stuff, I use C.S. Lewis to try to depict to, to this the best I can. Let me share a verse with you um, as we go into the, the uh, reconciliation and start to wind down here. Um, this is from Revelation 21.5. This is almost the, the, well, this is towards the end of your Bible. There's one more chapter after 21. It says this, and he who is seated on the throne said, listen to what Jesus says. Behold, I am making all things new. Also, he said, write this down for these words are trustworthy and true. So here's what he says. Hey, check it out. Write this down. Bet this is coming. Bet. I guarantee you, write this down so they know this thing's going down. I promise it's going to happen. So the last thing Jesus says is, write this down. I'm not just saying it for my own grandeur. Write it down. And they'll know I said it. And now we, as his people, get to keep Jesus to what he said. Jesus, you said it's going to be like this. And this is what he said. I'm making all things. There it is again. He's making all things new. So right now, we get to be little reflections of what he's going to do in the future. That one day, we as his people will be with him. Things will be made right. Let me share a quote with you. This is the last quote I'll share uh, with the day. It's from Anthony Hokamaza. Passed away in uh, 88, was a, a professor at Calvin, uh, uh, University, Calvin College. Uh, the kingdom of God does not mean merely the salvation of certain individuals, nor even the salvation of a chosen group of people. It means nothing less than the complete renewal of the entire cosmos, culminating in the new heaven and the new earth. So again, Jesus, right here on the cross, did not come just to save your souls. He's going to make all things new. So Aletheia, for you to, to pick this, um, I'm excited. Show us what you have. Okay, uh, so this is restoration. Um, I, I did some research on, on this one because I didn't understand like how this whole worked, like a new heaven and a new earth. Like I was very confused about it, so to be less confused, I read the book of Revelation and it didn't help at all. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty easy book. No, don't worry about it. Um, but, <laughs> Uh, and I, and I did this abstract background because I didn't, I don't, I still don't understand it. And I think there's a lot of things that even like, even like people who are very scholarly and they're gifted with understanding, um, certain things, I don't think they understand either. Um, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, even the smart people, they're dumb too. I'm not saying they're dumb. I'm saying like, I don't even think our minds can grasp what it means for a world to be perfect. Um, it's good. Uh, and there's some uh, symbolism that's used over and over in the Bible is uh, the church being the bride of Christ, which I really love because um, it's, I, I think it's a, and showing like God, like telling, um, showing people like how marriage is supposed to work is like a reflection of like how he works with us and how he keeps loving us and is like committed um, it's like it's way more than like marriage because like in, on earth like you're committed for life but like he's committed like way past life, <laughs> um, and um, 
You have chains. Is there chains on the bottom? Yeah, yeah. So uh, she is coming off of like Earth and coming into this. Um, into like heaven, um, and then there's a city which is like super girly. It kind of looks like a like a My Little Pony like girly castle. City, yeah. I'm sorry, that's just what happened. That's not what uh, the New Earth looks like. I at know. All. I'm sorry. That's just what, that's what I made. Um, <laughs> um, and she's like running off of Earth and leaving her chains behind. So um, just like the grip of like mortality and the grip of sin that like while we've been like saved from it, we're still on this Earth and we still have to like deal with it. Um, but like once once you die and once um, <laughs> once everything's the way that it's supposed to be, you don't even have to, like, think about, like, wondering, like, oh, is this, like, is this a bad thought? Like, should I be thinking this? And, like, having to be, like, just so, like, I don't know, like, almost, like, wary of yourself. Like, that just is not going to happen anymore, and it's because of Jesus. So he's, like, coming down. I, I wanted to use, like, a little bit of, like, the story of, like, the prodigal son, too. So, like, he's not just, like... I don't know, just, like, we're just, like, rising up, and he's just sort of, like, waiting for us, but he's coming towards us, and we're running towards him because of what he's done as, like, a bride. Like, we love him, and he loves us, and it's going to be forever. Yeah, that's really, really yeah. good. Um, yeah, I, I can I ask, a, this may philosophical, why did you paint her the way they did? So she has black hair. Why didn't you do blonde hair or oh, red hair? Or I actually did think about this. Okay, so because... Um, every single race can have black hair, like, genetically. Say it again. Every every single race can have black hair, oh, every like, race genetically. Have... Oh, I didn't know that. So I wanted to, like, symbolize the fact that it's, like, it's not just for the Jews. It's not just, like... Wow, that's good. It's it's literally for everybody, and not everyone can, like, genetically have red hair. So yeah. everybody can have black hair, and I... Also, I think it's very, like, I think it's really pretty. So. Yeah, yeah. You have to have black hair. What a coincidence. I don't have black hair. It's brown. Oh, oh okay. Well, you could, genetically. I could. I could genetically. It's great. Um, so here's, here's the story. Anything you'd want to come out, just in this whole process, like painting it, that you learned, you felt like you'd want to oh share? Oh, gosh. I learned so much. I don't even know where to start. Um, okay, we'll so, pick somewhere. Oh, gosh. Okay, so... Uh, um, I think, Come up here. You keep walking. You're I'm like sorry. a nervous walker. I, I want you to am. Sit okay. Sit. There you go. <laughs> I like Don't drop the mic in the water. <laughs> um, oh, gosh. So this whole experience has been very cool. I still don't really know like, why you chose me. Like He saw three of my paintings and was like, yeah, sure, go ahead. Um, <laughs> that, was, like, the yeah. whole, that was like the whole conversation. Um, and I kind of like, I, I wanted to like, in the beginning, honestly, I wanted to show off which is not a good attitude. And it was really hard for me to, like, get away from that because, like, even with these past, like, two painters, people would be like, oh, like, I liked Emery's better or I liked Wren's better. And, like, a teeny little part of me wanted everyone to say, oh, I liked Alethea's the best. Yeah, yeah. It's so good, which is, like, terrible because that's not the point. Um, and then, very quickly, uh, I realized that no one was going to do that because I wasn't as talented as I would like to have thought I was. Um, and it was, and I think, like, coming to grips with the fact that I wasn't good enough to do this was, like, very humbling. And then um, I had this, uh, like, <laughs> like two weeks ago, Sean was, like, freaking out because he's like, hey, do you want to, like, show me some pictures? I'm like, what? No. Like, yeah, I most painters had them done, like, months prior. I was yep. like, hey, Lathia, are you done? This is last week. She's like, no, I got to paint the last two. I was like, what? <laughs> so I had Hilarious, to but I, I, I wasn't happy about it. I know. It, I'm sorry, good. Sean. I'm okay. sorry. Um, anyways, but I'm kind of glad I did, I'm really glad I waited, because, at least for myself, like, I don't, I think I could have, I don't know, I think I could have, like, added more, and it could have been, like, a better story if I hadn't waited, but uh, for my own growth, and I don't know how this is going to, like, I don't know, I don't know what this is going to mean later, but in the moment, I was, like, staring 
I hadn't even finished this one, actually, um, like two weeks ago. And I was staring at it. I was sitting in front of it, and I was like, God, I cannot do this. Like, I literally, I'm not talented enough. I don't have enough time. I'm freaking out to the point where I'm like, I'm not even doing it because I don't, like, I'm not even just, like, working hard. I'm, like, not working hard because I'm like, it's a lost cause. I'm going to, like, just, I don't know what's going to happen. Um, and I was like, God, you have to do this for me. Like, I cannot do it. And then I started painting, and I wasn't even looking at, like, my reference photo anymore. I just, like, started painting, and I would, like, pull a color. I'd be like, well, that's super weird. Like, I don't, I don't really know why I'm, like, holding this color in my hand. And then, like, oh, this is so weird to even say, but, like, I think God was, like, painting, like, for me. Mm. So I intentionally did not sign my name on any of these because I don't think that I did it. Mm. Um, Get charismatic. I like it. <laughs> yeah, which is, like, weird for me because I'm not. <laughs> but, you just woke um, up, and they were I, painted. No, it's, I mean... <laughs> would have been easier, but, uh, <laughs> I, I, God just, like, he showed me so much, and there was moments where I just, I tried to, like, take back control, where I'd be like, well, I think, I think I should do this, and, like, I'd have a little voice in my head, like, God would be like, don't, don't do that, like, that's not what I want you to do, and I'd be like, I'm going to do it anyways, yeah. and it turned out so bad, <laughs> and then, I, I don't know, it was just, like, a constant, like, reliance that I had to have on him. For even, like, something that's really not that big of a deal, um, like, showing paintings to my church, like, this doesn't have, like, mm. really any consequences, but yeah. um, I think it was very important for me that, like, if relying on God for something very historically small. That's good. Well, uh, let's give it up for Alethea if we can. Thank you. Let's say that. You're okay, sit up. So um, I want to pray for her. I also want to let you know, um, you're more than welcome after service. If you want to come up, obviously don't touch them, but come up and look at them up close. Um, no, let's have them not touch them. That's a bad idea. Um, don't do that. You got kids in the, out there, Alethea. So you don't, so let's not, uh, yeah, you can come up and, and see them. Alethea, if you could stay up on the stage afterwards and maybe just come back up. And then if they have questions about how you did some of that stuff. So uh, here, you want to come up here and I'll pray for you. Um, thank you so much for serving this way. It was huge, seriously edifying to my soul. Uh, the fall is a, a, a huge one for me. So, um, yeah, let's pray for you, and then we'll move on with our service. Father, thanks so much for who you are. Thank you for the creative ability that we have within our congregation. Uh, thanks for Alethea. Um, it takes a lot of guts to be able to get he- up here and um, share with us um, and open herself up for critique and maybe people not liking them, and that's not an easy thing to do. So we're grateful for that boldness. We pray that you would continue to be with her. Um, as she explores, um, man, costume design and um, continued paintings. And she has a lot of things that you've gifted her in doing and a lot of dreams that she has. So help her do that as, as she does it for your glory, for the edifying of your body. We love you, Jesus, and we thank you. It's in your name we pray. Amen.